Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is another show with your boy right here. Hopefully one of your favorite deplorables, David J. Harris Jr. Yes, that's me. And I've got some news for you today, friends. Oh, my goodness. The president has been on the warpath these last two days. I've seen something shift in him. I'm not sure if you've recognized it or not, but I've definitely seen a demeanor change in him, which is very interesting because on my recent podcast with Bishop Harry Jackson Jr., the bishop that was in the Oval Office last Friday for Good Friday that said a prayer uh, for the president, for the administration, and for the country and shared some verses out of the Bible, he on my podcast shared that he had seen a demeanor change in the president since this pandemic. Um, But it was more of a understanding, feeling the absolute massive amount of weight that is on his shoulders. He's had the weight of the world on his shoulders, but for three and a half years, he has championed it absolutely incredibly. But this pandemic seemed to change his demeanor. Well, the last two days, friends, I think I see that old demeanor bag, that demeanor that, to me, if I can speak frankly, he looks a little pissed off. I think he's not trying to give it away. I'm going to get into some of what he said and what I believe is going on behind the scenes that I think all Americans are going to find out in due time exactly how complicit not just the World Health Organization was with China, but even even potentially how nefarious China was with this pandemic. I talked a little bit about it yesterday, but I'm going to get into it again today. Thank you all so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me on Facebook. Thank you. They're being nice to me. Please share the mess out of this. Let's take advantage of the time. They're being nice. Twitter, please retweet. Thank you, my Twitter audience. YouTube, thank you so much for uh, spending time with me. And to my fans over here, my followers, my subscribers to my podcast, thank you guys so much for subscribing to my podcast. You get all my daily shows, plus some other specials and some exclusive one-on-one interviews with incredible individuals. Uh, I've done three, four of them this week, one-on-one deep dive interviews with people that all Americans should know about, but uh, most do know who they are and absolutely love. So thank you. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast. If you like what you hear, give me five stars and please leave a review as well. All right, let's get into it right now. So today, the president opened up with some very encouraging words for all Americans. I think that we are all, I know that we are all absolutely getting tired of this self-isolation. We want to get back to work. We want to get back to life as normal, as normal as it can be, or whatever the new normal may may be. But the president shared some information today and shared uh, a message that I think definitely gives all of us a a lot of hope. All of American society is engaged and mobilized in the war against the invisible enemy. While we must remain vigilant, it is clear that our aggressive strategy is working and very strongly working, I might add. New cases are declining throughout the New York metropolitan area. Cases in the Detroit and Denver metro areas are flat. Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Philadelphia, and St. Louis are showing Great signs of progress and new cases in Houston and New Orleans are declining. The battle continues, but the data suggests that nationwide we have passed the peak on new cases. Hopefully that will continue and we will continue to make great progress. These encouraging developments have put us in a very strong position to finalize guidelines for states on reopening the country, which we'll be announcing we're going to be 
Talking about that tomorrow. We'll be having a news conference tomorrow sometime during the afternoon. We're going to be announcing uh, guidelines, and we'll be talking about various states. And it's very exciting. It's been a horrible time to see such death and destruction, especially when you come out of what was the greatest economy in the history of the world. So I think that is very good news coming from our amazing president that we are going to get our country back working very soon. Talking about certain parts of the country are going to be open sooner than others. Obviously, that's how they need to roll things out. That's a must. But I also think that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than any of us are aware of. One of the journalists actually asked a question, uh, a couple questions that uh, the president said, I can't get into that. Uh, I don't want to talk about that right now because it would not be uh, uh, it would not be appropriate. And I believe I can speak to my own opinion of what some of that is. I'm going to get into that in a little bit as well. But he also he also put more blame at the World Health Organization, which again, friends, please share this and please understand that while the liberal mainstream media continues to double down on blaming President Trump for this virus. They say don't play Ch- they say don't blame China. Yes, they're literally saying don't blame China. They're also saying that the World Health Organization, well, they have nothing whatsoever uh to be blamed for either. Well, the those could not be further from the truth, and I believe soon enough all Americans will know exactly how complicit the World Health Organization was and how China was I believe even more responsible and then lied about all of it to especially us But even the World Health Organization, here's what the president had to say about WHO. The U.S. government has put a hold on funding to the WHO, World Health Organization, pending a review of the organization's cover-up and mismanagement of the coronavirus outbreak over the objections of the WHO. We took decisive action and early life-saving action to suspend travel from China. They didn't want to do it. They were angry that we did it. It was early on. They were angry that we did it. It Took them a long time to realize what was going, but I have a feeling they knew exactly what was going on. Tragically, other nations put their trust in the WHO, and they didn't do any form of ban. And you see what happened to Italy. You see what happened to Spain. You see what happened to France. WHO's guidance had failed to control their borders at a very crucial phase, quickly unleashing the contagion around the world. That was a horrible, tragic mistake, or perhaps they knew. I'm sure they didn't know the gravity of it, but perhaps they knew. Perhaps they knew. I think that is very, very alarming, friends. You know, I talked about it yesterday. I try not to go down too many conspiracy type rabbit holes, but understanding what our country is currently going through, what several, what a lot of countries are going through. Wouldn't it just be, we we have to understand that there is a global cabal. There is a deep state. There are elites that would love to take over this world and America is standing in the way of that. One of my good friends, Jakob Buyans, is one of the leading uh, one of the leading experts in fighting sex trafficking, especially among children. And some of the details that he shared with me, he's, I've also had him on my podcast. You can go back and listen to it yourself. But he has stated how nobody is immune and some of the most powerful individuals out there are some of the worst. And it's global. 
You add to that what we're currently seeing take place, understanding that this president literally is standing in the way of socialism, government control of everything in our country, all of the businesses. I had an amazing podcast today with Jenna Ellis, who is uh, on Donald Trump's legal team. She's a constitutional law attorney, and we were speaking about just how close our country is literally, and in some states, some Democrat governors are literally implementing and imposing tyrannical type state laws uh, and putting in, putting, uh, imposing uh, restrictions in place for their people that is draconian in nature. It is absolutely unbelievable. It's pretty interesting. I'm digging a little bit deeper to see if any Republican governors have done and taken such measures. So far, we know about all of the Democrat governors that are doing it. Michigan is having their own little uprising uh, where they're they're basically out and about in Michigan uh, just showing their Trump support, showing and waving their Donald Trump flags, and they're driving around. They are definitely defying the orders of that governor in Michigan and saying absolutely not. They can't even go, they're not supposed to even leave the house to see their friends. But think about it for a minute. If you just need, in the middle of this pandemic, if you just need one thing to be thankful for, besides obviously your health, hopefully you're healthy, or your family, the fact that you've got a family, a roof over your head, food uh, in your refrigerator, on your plate, clothes on your back, some of those basic necessities, besides those, one thing that you could absolutely just be so thankful for is that Hillary is not our president. (laughs) Can you imagine what Hillary Clinton would do right now if she was in office? Friends, what we're seeing in some of these states where these governors are literally shutting down churches but leaving liquor stores and abortion clinics open, saying that you can't leave your house to see your friends. You know, the president enacted the National uh, Defense Production Act and in doing so gave him the power to make private businesses comply if necessary in order for them to help us, the American people, during this pandemic. Fortunately, and the president has also shared, he did not have to use that. It was pretty much a hammer that said, hey, if you don't help us out, especially like 3M that was selling their masks to the highest bidder globally and leaving us Americans in the dust, uh, they've since changed their tune some. But can you imagine, had Hillary Clinton been in office, what she would have enacted? It would have been the perfect opportunity for her to say, we need control over all private business everywhere and everybody needs to stay put. And now you've got really big government and now you've got socialism. We shared that and talked about that. I can't even imagine what Joe Biden would be doing in this, in this case right now either. But to go back to the global cabal that we know exists, the deep state that the president has talked about, I think, there's, I think that there's information that's gonna come out on just how complicit the World Health Organization was with China And you got to think about it. Every single mainstream media news outlet that's been sticking up for China, they're complicit in the complete collapse. The the tried to the the the, they were trying to completely collapse our country. Well, they did not succeed. But here's this is one more where uh, I really believe that uh, the the what was going on, and I reported on this a month ago that there is a Wuhan lab of virology, and that's where I believe the leak came from. Well, now the president was specifically asked uh, by this reporter from Fox if this lab is complicit. There's several sources that are now coming out saying that somebody was infected in the lab and then they they infected their boyfriend and then they went to the wet market 
but one thing he says in here, I, I, I want to see if you catch it, uh, and I'll come back and cover it afterwards. But this is what the president had to say about the potential reports that this actually started in the lab of virology in Wuhan, China. Mr. Mr. President, uh, multiple sources are telling Fox News today that the United States government now has high confidence that while the coronavirus is a naturally occurring virus, it emanated from a virology lab in Wuhan, that because of lax safety protocols, an intern was infected who later infected her boyfriend and then went to the wet market in Wuhan where it began to spread. Does that correspond with what you have heard from well, officials? Well, I don't want to say that, John, but I will tell you uh, more and more we're hearing the story. And we'll see. When you say multiple sources, now there's a case where you can use the word sources, but uh, we are doing a very thorough examination of this horrible situation that happened. Go ahead, please. They're doing a very thorough investigation. Now, here's the, here's the interesting thing that I caught in that question from John was they said that it was still a natural virus. Do you think that a lab in, in Wuhan, China, a lab of virology that has level four bio clearance to deal with these kind of uh, infectious diseases, do you think they were just dealing with something that was natural? I don't know, but I don't buy it. Again, we're talking about China. I'm getting ready to do a video on how China is being completely racist to black folks. They are being racist. They're kicking them out of their home or they're locking them in their house. They're pushing them in the streets. Apartments are kicking people out. It's disgusting to me that this is taking place in China. That's going to be another video all on its own, but I wanted to cover just a little bit of it. But we've got to understand the Communist Party of China, friends, they hate us. Was this intentional? I'll leave that up to you. But it definitely didn't come from bat, from bats like they said. It definitely didn't come from the wet market like they said. And it definitely was didn't. It definitely had human to human transmission like they said it did not have. And so did the World Health Organization also said that there was no human to human transmission. This article I posted on my website earlier specifically deals with this. World Health Organization officials suspected human to human transmission, yet. The World Health Organization repeated China's lies instead. Who is either the most supportive of the Chinese communists or they are close a close second? Their only real competition, I believe, is CNN and Jim Acosta. Dr. Maria Van Kerhoff, a MERS specialist with the, the, the World Health Organization, says that she suspected human-to-human -human transmission of the disease, but that the World Health Organization continued to repeat China's lies, and in doing so, they allowed the virus to spread worldwide. Watch that video for yourself. Share that article. Americans need to see it. They need to know exactly what was taking place. Individuals inside the World Health Organization thought that it was, there was person-to-person -person, uh, transmission, yet China, they went with what China said. Talk about being complicit in something that potentially could be very nefarious. If you watch the president and if you hear his words, uh, he, he definitely has a different tune today, and he didn't want to get into some of the specifics. Obviously, we're not going to throw, he's not going to throw, you know, potentials out there until he finds out what all the truth is and then brings that to us, the American people. But... Uh, Here's one more for the World Health Organization, and this is for all of those out there, all the mainstream media outlets, most of the liberal ones, that are sticking up for the World Health Organization. What are you really doing? Are you kidding me? What is your problem? The World Health Organization talked medical experts out of recommending travel bans 
to stop the spread of the pandemic. They actually talked medical experts out of recommending travel bans, friends. Medical experts were geared up to suggest travel bans for countries to help stop the spreading of the Chinese virus during the early days of the pandemic. The World Health Organization bureaucrats stopped them from making the recommendations. A report by Australia's Sky News revealed that on January 30th, World Health Organization bureaucrats met with a bunch of doctors and medical experts to debate a response to the virus, which back then was spreading from Wuhan, China, to nations like the United States, Italy, Iran, and South Korea. The report is based on the meeting's official records, so there's no there's no mixing words about it. In Geneva, Switzerland, the World Health Organization bureaucrats met with medical experts and were able to convince them not to suggest travel bans as life-saving response to block the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Why in the world would an organization that we give hundreds of millions of dollars to, where China barely gives 10% of what we Americans, that's our money, people, that's our taxpayer dollars. Why would the World Health Organization tell other countries no, 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 don't trap, don't ban any travel, let, let people come. And specifically, like the president said, from Wuhan, there is definitely something wrong with all of that. And again, in the back of my mind, I keep on thinking about the global cabal and how can they try to take out other countries and how can they try to take down, how could they take down the greatest economy this country's ever seen, the greatest president this, this nation's ever seen, how could they take him down when he is packing stadiums of Americans, 50,000, 80,000, 10, 20, 30,000 people outside of stadiums to hear what this president has to say and show their support for him. How could they stop? How could they stop that? And how could they keep him from getting reelected? It makes you wonder. It definitely makes me wonder. It absolutely does. Well, here is, uh, Here's some good news. I'm going to jump over to this really quick. Congressman Vernon Jones is a lifelong Democrat. He is a uh, congressman in Georgia, and he recently announced that he is voting for Donald J. Trump for re-election this year. Let's listen to let's listen to Vernon share it in his own words. I think this is so beautiful. America, this is Vernon Jones, and I'm a proud member of the Georgia House of Representatives. But I've also been a lifelong Democrat too. But today. I've announced my support and endorsement of Donald J. Trump's campaign re-election. Now, let me be clear about one thing. I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. But one would say, now, why would a black man support Donald Trump? Well, I would reverse that. Why wouldn't a black man endorse Donald Trump? Isn't he the president that ushered in the lowest unemployment rate among blacks before the pandemic crisis? Isn't he the president that signed the Criminal Justice Reform Act? And finally, isn't he the president that overwhelmingly supported financially historical black colleges in which I'm a proud graduate of North Carolina Central University? I 100% support Donald Trump. And I wanna call on every patriot every great American out there across this country, regardless of your race or whatever, gender, orientation, I want to ask all of you, young people, seniors, all in between, join me in reelecting Donald J. Trump as a president, our next president, our reelected president of the United States. Peace out, America.
<laughs> Are you kidding me? There's an awakening that has taken place where even people, prominent people, leaders in the black community that have been Democrats their entire lives are waking up to the truth of how good this president is. How were they going to stop that? I absolutely believe that this COVID-19 virus is human-made, manipulated by humans. Uh, I had a I had a podcast with Gary Haven, billionaire philanthropist, loves and supports this president about, about, about a month ago that said specifically that he believed that because of a report that came from India, an early report that was very quickly soon scrubbed off the internet that said that this COVID-19 was part HIV, was part MERS, and part SARS. Friends, why haven't we heard what the molecular compound and structure for this virus is as of yet? Why haven't we heard that? Probably because it'd freak a lot of people out. And no, if you get the virus, doesn't mean you get HIV. But the contagion factor for this thing is absolutely something that I believe is human uh, was humanly manipulated. I, I see some of your comments about Dr. Shiva. I'm trying to reach out to him. I'd love to have him on my show to expound on some of what he's talking about. Plus, I have other questions for him as well. Well, Dr. Fauci and uh, Dr. Burks, they say that they were the two experts who persuaded Trump to shut down the country. Now, how deep are they with the World Health Organization? How deep is Dr. Fauci with the Clintons, with Bill Gates? When you start looking at all these dots and all these connections, it really makes you begin to wonder if there was a nefarious plot in place to try to get this president out of office because the American people would be so upset with a pandemic ravaging our country. Well, I shared it for you. The original title of this story was Dr. Fauci admits he and Dr. Burks were the two experts who persuaded Trump to kill the economy, but we altered it a little bit. When when President Trump said he should shut down the country, he did so on the advice of two very smart people, apparently. The Democrats working as journalists or the journalists working as Democrats demanded the names. President Trump refused. Advisors to the president must have privacy or else no one would ever dare offer an opinion or give advice to the president ever again. Dr. Fauci has come forward and admitted that those two advisors were himself and Dr. Burks, who persuaded President Trump to kill the economy. They did so by telling the president that he could expect 2.2 million deaths from the virus. In hindsight, that prediction was an absolute joke. But the president's there. There, he's not. A, uh, he's not uh, knowledgeable in every facet of life, and they must depend on so so-called experts. These are supposed to be experts. But it's the Democrats and the mainstream media, there I go again being redundant, that tells us that the president must listen to the experts and then try to condemn him when he does. Guess what? Dr. Burks and uh, Dr. Fauci are both Democrats. When you start to see how all these pieces are coming together and all the things that align, and after the last three and a half years of plot and hoax Uh, an attack against this president to try to get him out of office. It really makes you wonder if this virus was just a last-ditch effort by the global elite that would like to unseat this president and undo everything that he's done for you and I, the American people. It really makes you wonder. Well, he also went off today, the president, talking and speaking about the over 100, over 100 appointments that have been waiting for years. Some of them are crucially needed right now. Yet because Democrats are sitting on their hands, Donald Trump's appointments are not able to do the jobs that he needs them to do. 
and he was really getting upset. He's talking about suspending both houses of Congress. He's talking about bypassing them in order to get what he needs to get done. He is literally speaking a different tune and understanding that our country is at stake. Here's the president talking about his appointments. Sonny, you've been waiting for how long have you been waiting for the man that we're talking about coming in? Uh, two and a half years. So Sonny Perdue just happens to be here talking about something else. So you've been waiting for one of the most important positions as Secretary of Agriculture is the position. It's distribution. We need it now. We're talking about shelves. We're talking about cupboards. He needs it. He's been waiting. He didn't know he was going to get this question. You've been waiting two and a half years. The person is exceptional. That person left a very good job. And uh, it's embarrassing to me. He'll say, do you think you'll get that man approved? He's been saying that to me for a long time. It's because of the Democrats. And what we're doing is, and I think anybody here would do it, judges are a priority. A federal judge who's going to sit for 50 years, potentially, a young judge going to be sitting for, that's always going to have to be a priority. But because they're taking so much time and approving every, they're trying to put us through the mill. That's when you talk about partisanship, and it's never, ever happened before. You can look at every administration in the history of this country. Nobody, nobody has ever had hundreds of people not approved after three and a half years. Go ahead. Hundreds of people waiting for over three years, some of them, that left good jobs in order to serve our country and this president that are still waiting because these Democrats, they'll do anything they can to try to wrote, to try to stall and put a roadblock up in front of pretty much anything that this president's trying to do. He is taking the gloves off. His demeanor to me says he's tired of this. And I think that now that we're on the other side, I believe, I hope, I feel that we're on the other side of the curve of this virus, plus with more information coming out about how it actually works and who is the most, uh, uh, the, the most, uh, susceptible success susceptible susceptible uh, to to this virus uh don't you love live Succept susceptible anyway now that we're finding that out i think that there's specific measures that can be taken to make sure that most of americans are able to go back to work get our economy back going and then uh the ones that uh are most at risk can actually self-isolate and stay inside and that'll allow the rest of us to get back to work and our economy to get going. One more video from the president today where he was talking specifically. He was asked the question that other countries are actually not looking to uh, defund the World Health Organization, but uh, they're willing to work with them. Again, he, he pulls Pelosi in here, and if you know the timeline and you see what some of these Democrat politicians were doing, it's like they were doing it specifically in spite of this president. Just because he put travel bans on China, they were going around, literally Pelosi, to Chinatown in San Francisco saying, come here, let's throw a party, the president's racist. Absolutely ridiculous, yet it's the truth. I feel very badly about the World Health Organization, but it's been a tool of China. It's been, as I say, totally China-centric. You take a look at everything that's happened. They've been wrong. I was all for it at the beginning. What do I know? I walked in. I said, World Health Organization, isn't that wonderful? And then you start to see all the mistakes. They didn't want us to close our borders to China, to Wuhan. 
specifically. They didn't want our borders closed. You take a look. Mike was there. We're all there. And they're criticizing me for closing the border. I did that very early. By the way, I did that very early while Nancy Pelosi was trying to have in San Francisco parties in Chinatown because they, she thought it would be great. She wanted to show that this thing doesn't exist. These are people. I'll tell you, we have some politicians on the other side that don't know what they're doing. And that's the truth. They do not know what the heck they're doing. All they're trying to do, how many of these politicians for the last three and a half years haven't done a single thing? How many Democrats haven't done one single thing while Pelosi's own state is literally going down the drain with illegals rampant all over the place, people pooping on the sidewalk, needles all over the place. They're creating jobs, uh, 80,000 plus jobs plus bonuses and benefits about $125,000 a year for somebody to go clean up poop in California. California is a beautiful state. I've got a lot of friends in California. But unfortunately, some of the uh, politicians that should be mining their own state have been busy just trying to go after this president. They haven't really done anything else. How does that make you feel, America? How does that make you feel, Californians? It should make you feel pretty infuriated And hopefully you take that with you to the voting booth and get rid of those politicians that are not actually serving the American people. Uh, In fact, just today, Gavin Newsom announced $125 million, not to American citizens, not to small businesses, not to average everyday Americans that that love our country and need support and need help. No, Gavin Newsom is giving $125 million to illegals. I wish I was lying. (laughs) It's a sad state of affairs when your politicians continue to sell out their own citizens and make way for illegal aliens. Yet that is exactly what Gavin Newsom has done since day one of taking office. It's what he's doing again right now. Well, we've got Edward Snowden that is actually uh, trying to warn us. He's been somebody that's tried to warn us before. Uh, Edward Snowden went so far as to say that uh, he's giving us a warning that governments will use the China pandemic to limit our freedoms. I think this is a little late. I think a lot of Americans understand this now. But Edward Snowden, the whistleblower traitor, depending on your politics, who leaked classified information from the NSA, has given a warning that governments are probably going to use the virus to throw away your freedoms. Democrats are already doing this by the droves in their states. Like him or not, he does know a lot about what the government has been doing to us behind our backs and without our knowledge, so he's worth giving a listen to whenever he speaks out on national security issues. On Thursday, during an interview with Vice, Snowden stated world leaders who uh, declare the emergency authority will hold on to that power long after the pandemic ends. Whereas it's true of most politicians seeking power at any cost, President Trump has already signaled that the newfound powers given to him in the Defense Production Act are powers that should be rarely used, if ever. He responded to fake news reporters who asked him why he hasn't used the DPA yet by saying he didn't need to because so many great companies have already volunteered their services to help fight the Chinese virus. He has since then invoked it, but has been a very rare use of those powers. Any Democrat would have already abused this power and would make certain that it never goes away with any sunset 
provisions. That's exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of this show. Had any Democrat, I truly believe this, had any Democrat been in office right now as the President of the United States, what you're seeing in Michigan, what you're seeing in Virginia, you, you would see it from the White House, people. That's how serious this is. That's why we need to get the House, keep the Senate, and reelect Donald J. Trump. The next four years will be the biggest, booming, and most bad behind years that I think our country will, will ever see, hopefully at least have ever seen, and hopefully it'll still just be the beginning for what's in store. I had the opportunity. I like talking to Q people. I talked to the praying medic. I did an interview with him. It's on my podcast. You know, there's some Q people that are specifically there. I guess there's plants actually in the entire Q movement. What I was alarmed to, I, I had one interview with Joseph Stroh, goes by Obi-Wan QAnon, patriot, believer, loves the Lord, loves the president, loves our country, and understands, like, if you haven't seen that movie, that documentary on YouTube yet, Out of Shadows, I'm going to ring the horn again, go watch that documentary. There are individuals that understand a whole heck of a lot about what's going on, just like that movie Out of Shadows exposes, and a lot of cues actually take it a little bit deeper. They've got more information, and there's reasons that they do. Dave Hawes, the praying medic, he agreed with my other uh, guest that I had, Joseph Stroh, that Q+, there's a Q and a Q+, that posts on that private uh, chan called 8kun chan. 8kun uh, is a private uh, platform where your IP address can't be tracked. It's completely anonymous. He also gave some, some specific reasons as to why he believes Q+, is the president. Very, very insightful information, things that I had not know, known about. It gives you enough reason to question and pause. And I also throw this out. The president has never denounced Q. He's never once said it's a farce. Actually, he's retweeted Q posts uh, over 60 or 70 times. All the details are in there. But this is what Dave had to say about some of what I hope does start to happen. And thinking about these 150,000 sealed indictments. A prime example were the indictments that were unsealed, and then our government put uh, Maduro and his like 16, 15 or 16 uh, cohorts, all people, politicians from the Venezuelan government, put them on the list of terrorists, traitors, traffickers, and you, you go down the list, those indictments, indictments were sealed, they unsealed them, and then uh, the Maduro regime got called out. There's 150,000 sealed indictments. And that's just since the president took office. And then uh, Dave, ha Dave Haas is going to actually share a little bit more of that right now. So you all believe, QAnons believe, that there's 150,000 indictments that are, are still sealed that are going to be unsealed soon. Well, that's, is that fair to say? It's not something you have to take on faith. You can go on Pacer.gov and you can find the sealed cases. It's not a question of whether they exist or not. They exist. Uh, if, you, if you go on pacer.gov and you sign in, create an account, and you can sign in, you can go state by state and you can look at all the sealed cases on pacer.gov. Now, there's a, a little bit of misinformation about that. Not all those cases are indictments. Okay. Okay. So um, it's, a, it's the docket of federal, of cases in federal courts nationwide. And it has um, the status of a lot of those cases and whether they are sealed or unsealed. A lot of these, 
a lot of the cases happen to be sealed and we've been following the number of sealed cases in federal courts since um, December 21st of 2017 when Trump signed the executive order uh, allowing the Treasury Department to freeze the assets of people and organizations involved in human rights abuse, human trafficking, and corruption. Wow. Now think about that for a minute. How many of those individuals that have sealed indictments are that are on the president's hit list are a part of this global cabal, this global elite that would love to take out our country and take out this president? Could that be a reason why all of a sudden this virus originates out of China? I don't know. Again, I, I like to just ponder and see what comes. And obviously, hopefully, the American people will also become privy to exactly what really has been going on. Well, Biden, let's get over to Biden for a minute. He is not out of the woods. You know, I played an, an excerpt from Tara Reid that shared her experience of being sexually assaulted by Joe Biden. Where's his sealed indictment? I wonder if he's got one in there. We won't know because they're sealed. But uh, where are all the Me Too people? Where are all the liberals? Where are all the Democrats that were chanting, believe all women, believe all women? And they were literally trying to take down Kavanaugh to the point where they were harassing him, his family. He went through hell just to be able to serve on the Supreme Court of the United States. Where are all those individuals at? Now that somebody has come forward to actually share her story about Joe Biden. Well, it doesn't get any better for Joe when she, she now is saying that there is documented proof of the sexual abuse. Tara Reid reveals there's documented evidence of Biden's sexual assault on her. Tara Reid could be the end of Joe Biden's political career and Democrats hope by 2020. Uh, Democrats hopes there there he's the hope by now everyone is aware that Reed has accused Joe Biden of penetrating her with his fingers in 1993 Biden and his supporters are steadfastly denying her story saying she has no proof but according to her there is proof the problem is getting to it she says that in 1993 she also filed a written report with the Senate personnel office detailing Biden's assault on her if true that would be devastating, especially if it comes late in the year when it's too late to replace Biden as the Democrat nominee. She has not been able to get a copy because Biden donated all of his papers to the University of Delaware. The papers were to be made public on December 31st last year, according to an agreement the former vice president entered into uh, with the University of Delaware. On April 24th of last year, the day before Biden declared his 2020 campaign for president, the university announced the papers would not be made public until two years after Biden leaves public service. My question is why the Senate Personnel Office has not made a copy available to her. The Biden campaign has not responded to a request from Breitbart News before they went to press with their story. We all should be wanting to know the truth about this story. But especially all of those Me Tooers out there that say believe all women. Here is a woman that sounds like she's got proof that the, the University of Delaware doesn't want, to, uh, doesn't want to give up, doesn't want to release the papers until after he's left public service. How does that make any sense? Unless they're covering up for him. Well, that seems to be what Democrats do. They cover for their own and they're willing to lie, cheat, and steal and do pretty much anything to anybody that's not one of their own. 
Absolutely disgusting, but yep, it is the truth. Here's some good news. I think it is anyway. I wrote about it in my book. I put a whole chapter on Kanye West in my book. The, the, the man, the myth, the legend. And, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't listen to much of his music um, except for his last CD. I'm telling you, if you listen to his last CD, if you're a believer, you will feel God's presence in that music. You absolutely will. I do. I love it. And I've, uh, I've shared some videos that I just could not... Con- I couldn't con- control and keep in the emotions I felt from some of what that music was doing for me. Uh, but Kanye West has come out today throwing his weight and his name behind President J- Donald J. Trump. And friends, that's sending shockwaves through the black community. Kanye West goes all in for Trump. He says, I won't be told who to vote for because of my skin color. Kanye West gave an interview to GQ magazine. Again, he is reaching a massive amount of people, friends. You cannot forget that. And he told them that he would be who he'd be voting for in November, and it would be Donald Trump. He said that he isn't voting for anyone based on the fact that he's black because he has his own mind. Obviously, he knows how to use it. Kanye refuses to play victim, and why should he? He is a record-setting recording artist who founded a $4 billion clothing empire, and he did not get there by letting others tell him what to do or how to think. And he refuses to apologize for being a successful black man. He told GQ, I remember when I became a billionaire, I was told not to say out loud that I was a billionaire. What? What is the point of being a billionaire if you can't even say it out loud? We're not completely free yet. Uh, I, I, I wrote this article. It is beautiful. Please share it. Please spread the word. But again, you may not like Kanye. You may not like his music before he came to Christ. Now that he has, I think you'll love his music. You may wonder about him, but there's one thing you have to understand. He is an icon to the black community, which is why so many other leaders, uh, so many other songwriters, singers, entertainers in the black community are trying to throw him under the bus. But between what Vernon Jones said, that Democrat congressman, uh, what Kanye West is doing, friends, that all points to an absolute tsunami of votes for Donald Trump this year. But we've got to get the House, and we've got to keep the Senate. I've got one more article to cover with you, with you all. This is just pretty disgusting, but this, I think, kind of shows exactly what Hillary would be doing if she was the president right now during this pandemic. Ex-Clinton lawyer threatens to sue Nevada unless ballot harvesting is permitted. You've got to be stinking kidding me. Clinton lawyer Mark Elias is threatening to sue Nevada if they do not allow vote harvesting. Does his name ring a bell? It should. His firm hired Fusion GPS to buy a fake dossier for their clients, Hillary Clinton and the DNC. He is also the lawyer that sues every state that authorizes voter ID requirements. In the FDR era, he would be charged with sedition as FDR did not put up with anti-American propaganda from citizens of his country. Elias has issued a long list of demands for their newest client, the Nevada Democratic Party. Currently, only California has allowed voter harvesting. What the Democrats have been trying to do is convince judges that they should usurp the authority given to state legislatures. And why not? They have a multitude of activist judges willing to do the bidding of the DNC. The reason, they reason, they are pressing for vote harvesting and mail-in ballots is simple. They know that Joe Biden cannot defeat Donald Trump in a fair election, and in order to win, the Democrats will need widespread cheating, 
clear across the country. And that, friends, is what so many Democrats are pushing for right now, is mail-in voting. So put all the pieces together. Pandemic hits. The economy stops. Rallies stop. The hearts of Americans, some of them have, have stopped. But the courage and the hope that we all felt just a month ago, it seems so little today for so many of us. It's just a tiny speck because we're completely distracted with what's going on. But we cannot forget that Donald J. Trump is the one that got our economy as booming as it was. He's the reason that your 401ks were going through the roof. He's the reason that the economy and so many jobs were coming back. His tax reform bill, his, his uh, restricting uh, or limiting restrictions and cutting regulations on corporations and giving incentives for companies to do their work in our country. He is the reason that our country was in as great a shape as it was a month ago and is still in pretty stinking good shape today. I know, I know so many people have lost tens of thousands of dollars in the stock market in your 401k, but do you really think that Joe Biden or any Democrat will be able to get us back to where we were and beyond? I don't think so. And I think if you really search your heart and look at the facts, you'll know there's only one candidate this year that can get our country back to where it was and even further, and that is Donald John Trump. So God bless you all. Thank you for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. Hope you enjoyed this. Please subscribe to my podcast. You don't want to miss these amazing one-on-one interviews that I get to have with some truly incredible people like the praying medic, Dave Hayes. That is in my podcast right now, Google, Spotify, whatever your podcast platform is, you should be able to find it on there. I hope you have a great rest of your evening, TGIW, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow.